Hi, it's Sally back for your monthly podcast. I'm, I'd like to say I'm here with Christina. I kind of am, <laughs> but you know, we're not together actually for the first time ever doing these podcasts. And I have to say, I miss my days out with Christina because <laughs> we've always had such a lovely time. <laughs> you know, we used to have a, um, a star sign theme for where we would go <laughs> to do the podcast. And here we are, of course, online, um, looking at one another. Yeah. Last time, this time last year, was this the one that we did from Chelsea Physic Garden or was it the Gemini one? That was Gemini, wasn't it? That was Gemini. I don't know what we did for Taurus. Sometimes it was a bit weather dependent because we had a few rainy ones, didn't we? Yeah. It's a fantastic time of year in England, of course. This one. It is. Absolutely delicious. Yeah, all the flowers coming out. I mean, spring and and this year in particular, crikey, blue skies, hardly any planes, um, birds, bird song like there's no tomorrow. They've got a whole new world going on out there. They have, haven't they? They're going gangbusters, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I can just sit. I sit sometimes in my garden and just watch them, kind of from the different gardens around, and they're having this whole. They've got a whole play. <laughs> they've got a whole epic <laughs> they're playing out with lots of tweeting in between so that's all rather gorgeous so how's it been christina for the well i'm still very lucky to have a garden yes agreed um i really do and i have to say that david has been planting vegetables among Strange. the plants mm. yeah, he's very good about it i just sort of sit there you know smelling the flowers and looking at the bees and mm. uh it's well it's it's been fine i you know i feel very lucky mm. and i feel that's one of the um results of this of the pandemic and the lockdown yeah is this sense of one's own good fortune um and the division really uh, in society between you know people who can sort of stagger on and there's a lot of people but i I feel the, uh, the the palpable fear and suffering also around us yeah. mm. at the same time. You know, uh, it's um, so worrying for so many people that their, you know, livelihoods have vanished or that people have vanished. And there's a very strong feeling in this country, which is mounting as we go into the coming weeks of, um, of fear as, as you know people are are, are dying uh. sorry that was a bit gloomy but i do I, I can't help it i'm feeling that and at the same time what's amazing is this incredible contrast with the uh, unbelievably beautiful spring we're having uh. we're having a spring spring that is thick with blossom uh, uh. the bluebells are early this year cherry blossom is out it's all happening at once in this incredible burgeoning spring Mm. at the same time there's this crisis going on Mm. yeah no I'm exactly the same and you know like you I do feel I feel very blessed I feel very lucky Mm. um you know work as in the astrology at work continues um um, I was living and working at home anyway, and I have the added bonus of my 19-year-old daughter being with me. I wasn't expecting that. She'd left home. Um, and we get on really well. So, you know, that is fantastic. 
Um, but like you, I just, I mean, I have up days and down days. It's as simple as that. Sometimes I just get really dragged down by the weight of the world and what's going on or talking to friends who are really struggling, mm. you know, lost again, lost their jobs or dealing with anxiety. Um, That's very People who have, you know, who are fragile, mm. I found this incredibly hard. I mean, I, it's funny. I also talk to people who, who like us have worked from home for ages who are like, welcome to my world world. You know, this is, you know, they feel like, oh, well, everybody else has finally arrived where they are in a way, mm. including some very disabled people who are like, yeah, this is what it's like, guys. You know, we mm. are stuck at home. Mm. Um, and this is what it feels like. Mm. So that's quite interesting as well. I wouldn't say it's a, it's a leveling up exactly, but it's this switch. And, you know, the other thing that I'm finding, uh, you know, it's fascinating. Mm. And, I, you know, well, you know, I've got moon and, um, jupiter in gemini i am a totally curious person yeah and i love information and i love statistics actually and of course for a uh someone like that you know who loves statistics and loves the math the this has been a bonanza of statistics around mm-hmm. the pandemic you know who's mm-hmm. telling the truth what's you know what how are things being measured mm-hmm. um uh, you know where where are the statistics where are the numbers coming from what do they mean um and that's absolutely it's actually completely fascinating mm. so you know you can practically see these streams of numbers coming out of you know Andrew Cuomo in the states out of his mouth yeah. and here the it's uh you know the, there's a lot of untruth coming out of these um it's also interesting seeing politicians having to being put on the spot mm. with these coronavirus updates, these daily ones in different countries. Yeah. Yeah. And seeing who, you know, some leaders have responded, responded so amazingly well. I mean, the, um, the New Zealand lady, Jacinda. Or, uh, yeah. I mean, just incredible. They have such a, a low rate of coronavirus and just the way she kind of, dealt with all of this was 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 fantastic and then and then you know the people in in power who were kind of in denial about it actually happening and still are in some countries of the world yeah I or think bolsonaro, bolsonaro in brazil yeah. is one who's still going around shaking hands i've read somewhere recently i mean just mm. bizarre mm. so again it's really exposing different types of leadership isn't it who 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 comes to the fore in this and and who kind of gets themselves in a right old muddle. Yeah, I noticed that Greece has done very well. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I think they, they leapt in straight away and put some kind of very strict boundaries in place straight away. Yeah, which, they hadn't even had a case, I think, when they did went into lockdown. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think they had. I don't think they had. They've had but... very, very few cases since. Mm. Um, and it's interesting that they, you know, because it's, they, they put aside the politics and decided that, that, that they, the, you know, it was more, people's health was more important. Mm. Um, and this is, I mean, the, the, yeah, the political, political classes around the world have been, are being ex- exposed mm. even more like they needed it more. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know. So it's a fascinating time. Mm. Mm, um, it but it's also very disturbing yeah 
um, and we are in the tunnel of change. You know, we don't know. It's even astrologers, you know, would they would all love to say it's a bright new shining world that we're leading to, or it's you know dystopia, whatever. But we don't, you know, no one can predict exactly where this is going. Well, as astrologers, we simply know that this we can look more at the timing of it, can't we? And know that you know this this is a twenty. 20 year project basically yeah i mean big big astrology throughout the year well Um, no and i was saying just before we come on and i still think i you know i would even be looking to may uh 2021 really uh, um so you know i suppose for our listeners i would be advising make long-term you know medium long-term plans of how to deal with this yeah and we will you know there's I mean, we're going to be looking now at the astrology from April 19 to May 20, which is when the sun is in Taurus. And there's already just so interesting as an astrologer when you hear kind of, you know, you hear um, people announcing these dates like Dominic Rabb, May the 7th, you know, we're going to be in lockdown until May the 7th. So immediately as an astrologer, okay, what's happening around then? Ooh interesting astrology as we'll be finding out so i mean that as an astrologer i think it really kind of helps having having the knowledge of yeah. what else is going on yeah. that coincides with these these important shifts yeah and also as an astrologer it's in, it helps not all astrologers do this but i know that you do and i do is to pull black back a little and look at the very wide picture yeah. And then you can see that there's actually there's, we know it's a process mm. and there's a very long, you know, there's some very, very long process, of course, yeah. with Pluto and Capricorn. Yes. Part of that um, stress test, part of that, um, the change and destruction of structures. Yeah. We haven't seen since the 1770s. Mm. You know, that's what's going on with this as well. This is part of that whole process, which began in 2008. Yeah, when is it? Twenty twenty five. Yeah, twenty five, twenty six. I think is. Yeah, yeah. So that you know that is an ongoing uh, plan, and this is part of it. Yeah, and also just sort of, you know, for me now, what's becoming really visible, and again, this is interesting. How you know this whole as above, so below the Jupiter Pluto conjunction of twenty twenty. Oh my God! First one April the fifth. There's one on June the 30th, one on November the 12th. This is suddenly really key as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, looking back in history, we know that there were Jupiter-Pluto conjunctions at times of plague and virus. Yeah. So these, you know, the dates are key, but also it's giving us the backdrop to the year. Mm-hmm. And we know this is about, you know, very much about what's happening in 2020 with such a major conjunction, mm-hmm. um, you know, three hits of it. Yeah, which happens, you know, there's this this conjunction between Jupiter and Pluto. It does happen, what, every 12 years, you know. 12, 13 years. 12, 13 yeah. years. But there are more and less important ones. Yes. And this is a more important one because it's in Capricorn, because Saturn is involved, yeah. uh, because of where it is, you know. And it, it does mirror that one in um, 1917, 1918, you know, mm. in, in, it was 1918. Anyway, at the beginning of the flu pandemic, yeah. it, it is the same. It's in cancer. That was in cancer. Yes. In the opposite sign. Yeah. So, you know, but, you know, as people who listen to this will know, 
opposition, you know, the signs that are opposite each other are working in tandem. There's a polarity there. So in astrology, you're always looking at these polarities, mm. which is why actually you're saying May 7th, mm. it's so important to discuss, you know, the eclipse cycles. Yes. Which is always in the, on, which brings together those polarities and reminds us of how important that is. Yeah. And we will be talking about that, won't we? Um, on a other note, shall we just say something cheerful about Taurians? Well, exactly. I was just about to say, <laughs> you know, the sun is going into Taurus and what a lovely sign Taurus is. I mean, just really ruled by Venus, you know, and I love Taurians. I mean, you love Taurians. I know that, but I do love them. They just kind of, to me, they're, they're in touch with things, simple pleasures. I mean, you know, there's often a love of nature um, they have a great sense of humour as well. They're the earthy sense of humour, quite bawdy at times, actually. Shakespeare was a Taurus, wasn't he? Allegedly. 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 I mean, and Allegedly. I wouldn't be surprised, though, because, I mean, just great, great wit. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just they're, they're sensual, they're hands-on, they want to nurture you, they want to nourish you. I mean, mm. I'm very fond of them. Talking of opposite signs and a Scorpio, so Taurus is, you know, my counterpart in the zodiac. So there is, I do get very attracted to them, and they they lift my spirits. Mm. I find them, you know, they really lift my spirits. I love being around them. It's I. The reason Sally says that I love Taurians is, of course, my eldest daughter is a Taurus, and um, she is so Taurian. She has a lot of planets in Taurus and her moon is in Cancer anyway, which those, those signs are very sympathetic to each other. And I see all those Taurus qualities. Very, they're often a very beautiful sign mm. you know, they, because they're ruled by Venus. There are lots of great, I think Audrey Hepburn, I think is a Taurus. You know, there are a lot of great beauties who are Taurian um, with beautiful big eyes, you know, people talk about Pisces eyes, Taurus eyes, big cow eyes, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, and the cooking is very interesting, the nurturing, the nourishing, the, the sensuality, um, and a real love of nature, like you say. My, my eldest daughter, who's now 16, she is 16 going on 17, um, comes down, gets her cup of tea in the morning, and goes and has a look in the pond to mm-hmm. see the wildlife yeah lovely after having slept with the cat all night but you know that's that's her routine at the moment it's absolutely charming yeah they know what brings them comfort yeah and there's a comfort in kind of it's these slow simple pleasures i think also fantastic singers and artists i mean i've got a very good tourist friend who's an artist lives in south africa stunning paintings um and just thinking about artists and singers, I was making a Taurus playlist. And, you know, it was actually, who do I leave out? Yeah, yeah, it's a problem. I mean, there's just so many, you know, of the great singers, Bono, Barbara Streisand, Sheena Easton, whose music I quite love. I mean, Adele, Iggy yeah. Pop, Brian Eno. I mean, oh, just oh, once oh. I started looking into Taurus singers and artists, it really was, you know, I think I've got about 25 fantastic mm. singers. So, you know, again, it rules the throat, doesn't it? So they tend to have this really beautiful voice, a lot of them. Laura, just a beautiful speaking voice. I mean, a lot of, that's why a lot of actors are, Victorians. I always mention George Clooney, I'm sure. But, you know, George Clooney is all about the voice, uh-huh. you know, having a beautiful voice. Well, and the looks, maybe. And the looks. <laughs> well, he, you know, 
I'm not sure about him. You know, anyway, we will have to talk about George. <laughs> I'm sure he's a very nice man. Um, uh, but he's, I like him better when he's in playing a part, if you know what I mean. Mm, yeah. And I think, you know, for me, the, there is another key feature of Taurus, which is this, it's longevity. You know, it's it's one of the earth signs. And when they do something, they, they tend to be very reliable and they're in it for the long run. I mean, there's some classic examples of it. It's actually, if you intersport the Brownlee brothers, who are, they've been top triathletes in the UK for years, both Taurus, and there's something about running, you know, either a marathon or a triathlon. They keep going, they keep going, they keep going, which I think is classic. Um, and then also, you know, we have to mention the Queen. You have to mention, no, we have to mention the Queen. She's the okay. birthday coming up, mom's birthday. Well, it's longevity, the longest serving monarch. Yes, and, yes. Uh, I'm not, is she winning completely on the planet now forever? Is it, was there a Japanese one who was longer? But, you know. She's the longest serving monarch now. Yeah, ever. Yes. And uh, there you go, Taurus, fixed earth. Not yeah, fixed earth. Very, very reliable. I mean, she is like, you know, whatever you think of her, family etc she's like a rock yeah and should there's something you know again it's you know it is this fixed earth solid yeah a rock for this country enduring yeah really Uh, with all the shenanigans going on uh, that have all the ups and downs Mm. since world war ii really Mm -hmm. um you know there's been the queen as this steady rock like presence yeah really kept things from from uh tipping over i think yeah and a real love of nature again for her i think she's always happiest out in nature um i mean the other the other classic one is david attenborough the the wildlife plant expert i mean and again longevity he's in his 90s still still being a voice and speaking of the voice and actually attenborough is a lot about the voice isn't it Yes. He's a very good example of yeah. this, you know, the, you hear that voice, it sounds so reliable, so yeah. authoritative, so yeah. like it's speaking from the earth. And he's literally speaking for the earth these days. Yes. For the yes. Planet. It is. Um, and, and, you know, we have got Uranus in Taurus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this is the other interesting thing about Taurus at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. So it's moved in um, 2018, 2019, will be there for seven years, you know. So I think Taurians have a really important role to play now. Taurus, um, Uranus is the, you know, the revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it is bringing this real uh, sense of urgency to matters to do with the earth as well. So I think, yeah, if you're a Taurian out there, you know, look at what role you can play right now you know, tending to the earth, really looking after our earth, which mm. is part of all this year's events as well, actually. Um, flagging up a lot of kind of um, changes that need to happen and are happening. So so really key, I think, for, for Taurians at the moment. It's, but, uh, it's interesting also, I mean, the Venus uh, and Taurus and everything is also associated with banking. Yes, yeah. money. Money. Um, and with keeping, taking care of money though, you know, uh, with money and riches and, uh, um, not gambling with money, you know, that's other signs that Taurus is actually makes, creates wealth. Yeah. You know, it's a wealth, they can be wealth creators. Mm-hmm. 
um, or at least wealth, look, you know, looking after wealth. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to think of some Torian millionaires, but, um, and I well, can't. Um, Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook, he's Torian. Oh, there you go. I mean, he's not um, short of a bobber too, I would imagine. <laughs> no, and he also doesn't want to let it go. I mean, I think that is the problem with Taurus sometimes, is the, uh-huh. the ability to let go of stuff. Uh-huh. You know, it, it, we talk about that with cancer as well, the crab claws hanging on, hanging on. But I yeah. think Taurus can become very fixed. Yeah, uh, stubborn. There's a stubbornness there, isn't it? Or rigidity. Yeah, rigidity because of the fixed earth thing. Uh-huh. And it's, so it's difficult for them to change, but they are in. they have the planet of... The, the planet's the most about change is Uranus. Yeah. And it's in their sign for this de- decade. And uh, that's so interesting that you have the greatest contrast, I think, between a planet and a sign. Uh-huh. So the sign Taurus is, is this very, you know, sometimes it can be quite a heavy sign, uh-huh. but it's got this, uh, the planet of electricity in it. Uh-huh. So it's like earth and electricity come together. And what do we get? What are we going to get out of that? Uh-huh. Yeah, and I often think of Uranus as Earth Shaker. So yeah, in Taurus, it's absolutely doing that. So, you know, bringing change to the Earth, but also a revolution to, to money, yeah. uh, banking, finances, mm-hmm. institutions. And that's what we're going to see. I think cash. It's that simple. And I think one of the things that's interesting with this coronavirus, speaking of changes, is a lot of places won't take cash now. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't want to pay with cash, actually. So we're becoming cashless society. So it's very, very quick to use your card, isn't it? Yeah, well, it was happening already. And then this is yeah. just... Yeah, really tipped it in. I was very annoyed. I went to my local supermarket. Not annoyed, but I went in. I actually had my gloves on. A little bit peeved, maybe. <laughs> well, the peeved. I tried doing the, the self-checkout with my gloves on. It didn't work. You know, but I couldn't push the button. <laughs> yes it actually needs skin doesn't it, it needs your human yeah. skin yeah. <laughs> can't, can't do that with your gloves um we should perhaps i mean on that note we can kind of move seamlessly now into the <laughs> month's astrology she says finding these seamless uh, movements through because we have a new moon in taurus yeah. very soon after the sun moves into taurus on april 19th the sun moves and the new moon is on the 23rd so early degrees Taurus, three degrees Taurus, and of course, therefore, conjunct Uranus and Taurus. And I have to say, for a lot of people, money is so important right now. Mm. And this new moon in Taurus for me, you know, on some level, you're going to have to do things differently. Um, For some people, it's about, you know, taking the initiative, finding new ways, fresh start around money matters, um i'm thinking in particular who's who's the money signs here going to be for aries isn't it aries and libra it's in your money sector um you know with uranus you have to have a this kind of idea of the new idea of needing to make a fresh start needing to do things differently easier for some people than others depending on the current situation but a very powerful new moon and a good time as well to kind of set new intentions around money particularly again i would say for aries and libra as it's the money sectors i also think it's interesting for you know that this is a big new moon to me it's it's got a lot of it's packs a punch it's very energetic it's very powerful 
there's going to be some kind of change. I think there may be some change in the scientific advice. You know, there's going to be a switch around that new moon. Mm. Get that energy does flow into the following couple of weeks, really. Um, but and it makes a it's making a square aspect to Saturn in Aquarius. So there's some mm. which probably in the lockdown or in how boundaries are being or borders or something around that. Um, well, yeah, I think, announcements I think, around it as well. Sorry, uh, announcements around it. Okay. I would expect. Um, I know that said for Sagittarius, it's in the kind of everyday kind of work part of their lives, and I would think that that and Sagittarius tends to be quite an entrepreneurial, the entrepreneurial sign. Yeah, I would think that there, you guys particularly, if there's some way of changing how you work be a very good time to do that at this new moon yeah and also on that note leo it's in leo's career vocation sector so you know i think a real key time for looking at your work and i know quite a few leos are having to really rethink their business well i would say for leo this is the time you know everybody's going online Yes. You know, this is the new moon for going online. Yes, and Uranus is technology, isn't it? It's all things yeah. modern. So, so yeah, moving things moving things online, definitely with that for Leo. Always starting a podcast or broadcasting or something like that, you know, I think you could do really well. Mm. Um, especially, well, I was going to say especially people, Leo's born in July. Um, and also for on that note, you're talking about podcasting and... Uh, broadcasting that's also key for Pisces because mm-hmm. it's your communication sector yeah I would so, say that's true for it's definitely for I was just thinking the same thing mm. big you know Uranus tends to I, it does many things but it can make new connections mm. in you know it can uh suddenly you can suddenly make a lot of connections um so it would be very good, again, for Pisces to launch some kind of thing or to reach out um, to more people. And, you know, all, you know the other people that it, it could be quite good for is, uh, you know, in that terms, in terms of reaching out and making connections and being part of a network is Cancerians. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that's what this new moon is about. Is, is sort of, I can see these crackling lines of electricity, you know, going yeah. across the planet. So people need to reach out. Um, funnily enough, on a completely different note, you know, the, on a negative note is that this could be a new moon where there are problems with the grid. Yes, there could. I mean, this, um, and I've already, again, been hearing, you know, there are problems with so many people online at the same time. People's connections aren't able to get online the same way. And particularly with that Saturn in Aquarius, Saturn in Uranus star sign squaring it, we could well find there's, you know, new, um, new things need to be put in place. Also safety, security measures, I would think around technology too, which again have been bubbling away, but that could become more mainstream. Yeah, I would think that this look, the new moon could be like the grid collapsing somewhere. It's like the block on the grid. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or electric, you know, either electricity or, or the, you know, broadband or whatever. So, that, I mean, that's just to cast a little shade, a little bit of, well, you know, you are, this is the thing, realistic, right? This is the thing with Uranus. It works both ways, doesn't it? It yeah. kind of, you know, there is this, this sense of starting something new, but also 
Uranus is about splits. It's about splitting off. It's about disconnection as well. So a lot of these, the slow moving planets always have a flip side to them. And Uranus really kind of key during this um, first chapter moving through because it's conjunct the sun on the 26th Mm. and it's conjunct Mercury, the communication planet on May 1st. So I think this whole period actually, um, the end of April, is is very dominated by by Uranus. So important to know what it's doing in your chart, actually, which area of your horoscope it is lighting up. Yeah. So I mean, we could just canter through that, you know. So this is all the stuff happening, and it's it's in Taurus essentially. Huh. So you know, for uh, for Aries, that's in your it's to do with money, mm-hmm. yeah, cash flow. So you may have a sudden, you know, your cash flow may get suddenly cut off, I would suggest, or you may open a completely new avenue. Yeah. And I think it's a good time to do that. You need to be prepared to be act quickly. Yeah. Um, so, and then for Taurus, it's yourself. Yeah. It's first house, isn't it? So it's a kind of, you know, renewal, reinvention. It's a relaunch of you. A you relaunch know. of you, your image profile, perhaps online with a yeah. bit of Uranus. Well, uh, some people, you know, some people may be going back to work in some parts of the world at this point. And yes, I think they will, actually. Taurus, with a new yeah. haircut and a new, you know, you've dyed your hair green and you've decided that you're going to be friends with a whole different set of people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Gemini's quite interesting with this, though. This is a 12th house thing for Gemini. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, Gemini is an interesting, you know, also there's a lot of stuff beginning to happen in Gemini later mm. in the month. Mm. Um, so it's much more hidden, I would think, that this th- this um, new moon. And then for Cancer, like I was saying earlier, this is about networking. Can I just say for Gemini as well, I think it's more about um, things happening on the inside. Yeah. It's It's a change of either attitude or it's some kind of inner work but the, the big shift is is the way you see the world actually so it's, a, it's definitely an inner shift for them yeah and quite literally you can have a look at your dreams you know yeah. you can be dreaming having interesting dreams huh. um so cancer friends networking and we, we talked about leo we talked about as well because it's career vocation your future path so new beginnings in that area or endings. Virgo, as usual, is actually benefiting, you know, quite a lot from this. Uh, uh, you know, Virgo is one of the signs that has benefited from all the activity in other Earth signs. You know, it's uh, like it's at a nice angle to your sun, but thank God it's not on your sun. Uh, you know? um, and that new moon, can, you know, this could be about starting you know, in other times we talk about moving countries or going on a trip, but actually it's about starting some new, a new course, a new way of teaching. Again, it's about this online, this idea of, of uh, spreading your, um, expanding your horizons, really. Yeah. Electronically, probably. Yeah. Sharing knowledge, learning, it's both. It's that passing of information. Um, for Virgo, a bit like Pisces, as we were saying, a passing of information, sharing ideas as well, but doing it all online um, with Uranus involved. So Libra, again, is one of the money sectors. It's uh, eighth house, it's joint finances, also sexuality, actually, for Libra, maybe new ways of 
I don't know. Good people. <laughs> online dating. Oh, online. <laughs> online. Let's go online dating. <laughs> My mind was taking me somewhere else. <laughs> Phone sex, right? Well, um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> needing to be reinventive around areas, taboo areas. Let's just leave it at that for Libra. You've got the gist, Libra. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I was going to say actually also for Libra, you know, if you're involved in something like say tarot reading or some yes. kind of, uh, yes. or, or you're psychic, you some kind of occult activity you can do that online now. Yeah, Cause it's mysteries, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. all things hidden. It's yeah. the hidden world, the world sort of beyond the veil. Scorpio, you're, talking, you're a Scorpio. What's going to happen? Yeah. Well, it's, I'm, I'm obviously going to meet someone new online. This is my <laughs> online dating, Christina. <laughs> It's the time to swipe left or right. I never know which. But yeah, I mean, it is about relationships. So, you know, maybe catching up with people as well. Maybe catching up with loved ones, hearing from loved ones. But that's where this kind of spark is. That's where the spark is in the relationship sector. Or having had enough of someone and saying, right. I think it's a big, you know. We're moving into separate bedrooms. There's that kind of feel to it. I agree. I think it's a bit of a, a split up one for some Scorpios, I think. It's like, actually, that's, this is, you know, we've got to do our relationship in a different way now. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, absolutely. And, and this is, this is key with Uranus because it turns your situation on its head. Yeah. And that's, that's why if you're single, you know, get dating. If you're in a relationship, how do you do things differently? What needs to change? you need to refresh yeah and Sagittarius like we were saying it is about work in your daily and health as well health lifestyle you know looking at your exercise routine maybe you know deciding finally to join Joe Wicks or someone else's online exercise class well the other thing is I would be careful speaking of health around that new moon for I would Sagittarians I would say be careful don't go you know, getting breathed on or touching things around that time because mm. right? it's a sudden change. Yeah. Yeah. And, or a sudden opening of a, of a gap. Yeah. So you don't want to be too, you know, don't do anything foolish, mm. risky. Mm. Um, yeah. Capricorn again, it's one of the earth signs. So quite a nice angle to your chart um it's about the things you love i always think it's the things you give birth to so what this might be about you know connecting with children or grandchildren um it might be about creative projects um but it is it's about finding the things you love That's and doing more of them it's interesting because it's the last new moon that's going to happen before the nodes shift out of capricorn uh and cancer and they are and it's making an angle to the nodes um so there's something there is a kind of um i wonder if there's a bit of finality about this new moon as well like burying something or the end of a chat you know the end of this 18 month period that capricorns have been through um i would think it could be quite creative um a creative farewell mm. but also i think it's possibly around money yeah maybe like you know where do you rein in your expenses on a very practical level yes what do you need to stop paying out for something like that actually 
So again, yeah, I do agree with the, the finality around it. And also how do you make the stuff that you like pay? pay? Yeah. Yes. Your hobbies or as an artist, you know, how are you going to make that pay? Um, Interesting for Aquarius too, isn't it? Because Uranus, I mean, it's got your both Aquarius co-rulers, Uranus and Saturn involved. Mm. So it's down at the base of your horoscope. So it's about your roots, your home, your family. You know, on so on some level, it is about online connections with um, people close to you. But there's also a theme of change needing to needing to do things differently as well. It may actually be having to make some kind of tough decisions about parents or where you live or your family setup, all of that kind of um, scenario. Well, I think this is also focused people's minds who with whose families are far apart, you know, and that can be quite an Aquarian thing anyway to think, do I need them to move closer to me? You know, my old parents, do I need them to mm. be in the shed in the bottom of the garden? Mm. You know, or do I need to move closer to my children? Mm. Or, you know, do I need everybody back home somehow? Mm. Um, and that feeling of being far away from the ones that you really love can, could become quite a thing, I think, for Aquarians. Yeah. It focuses the mind. Yeah. You're in a position now. This is just generally for Aquarius with Saturn in your sign, which is great, of taking responsibility, mm. you know, being a grown up mm. in many areas of your life. Mm. But this one, this new moon definitely looks like it's to do with the family. Yeah. And finally, Pisces. Well, we've mentioned Pisces, really. This is, it's, yeah. you yeah. know networking connections but also community i think it's you know it is this bringing people together in the community neighborhood in 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 different ways yeah, um, I'm charitable actually doing stuff uh, i think i'm going to be delivering me um food parcels by then yeah oh. speaking of pisces things in yeah. the neighborhood good i think we need to move on to may's astrology because we've got some big stuff coming up and time is whizzing on yeah. So, I mean, we need to talk about, we've already um, flagged up the fact that the nodes are changing from Cancer to Capricorn on May the 5th, where they've been for the last couple of years. Um, and the nodes, kind of karmic points in astrology, and they're always mirroring the eclipses. So they'll always be in the same star signs as the um, two-year chapter of eclipses or whatever it's going to be. So we've had these powerful eclipses in Cancer Capricorn and uh, the nodes moving on on May the 5th. So, I mean, when I remember looking at the astrology kind of a while back, I thought this period could be a shift in, in lockdown situations for some countries. I mean, cancer rules the home. Mm -hmm. Capricorn is the foundations, the government structures of our life. So it'll be interesting to see whether this is a date when things start to, to shift. And when I mentioned, you know, Dominic Rabb in the UK... Who's, who's deputizing for Boris Johnson, allegedly i mean it's actually it's such a mess the government so it's, it's, it's a blooming mess it's a muddle and a mess yeah it's not been clearly really stated is it yeah but as we were going into this podcast i noticed he'd mentioned may the 7th which is the day of the full moon when things you know come to light when there's clarity um but i thought that's interesting that it's just two days after 
after the nodes change signs. And then we get this shift, don't we, from Cancer Capricorn to Gemini Sagittarius, the signs of travel, and we're going to have this new nodal cycle, which lasts relatively short time, actually, until January 2022. Mm. So, you know, we are going to see changes around travel. We know that already. I mean, when countries are going to allow people in, the airline industry being affected, this is the, these are the areas on the one, you know, with travel is one way of Gemini Sagittarius playing out, but there's going to be things around travel. Also education, actually. Schools education is going to be massive. And information. Cycle. You know, it's the information access, isn't it? Mm, how, we, how we get, how we receive and give information. Yeah, yeah. Um, very interesting. I mean, crucial. Mm. and kind of i don't know whether we want i mean we need to talk a bit about the full moon don't we should we do that first because also venus is the other big yeah i mean the full moon coincides with that shift of the nodes pretty much that the nodes shift on the fifth and there's the full moon on the seventh yeah Um, and the full moon you know it's in scorpio but i would say it's less to me it's less um dynamic than that new moon you know the new moon there's something really crucial about it yeah the fairly straightforward full moon it's in scorpio and it's in may and you know this is all about sex and burgeoning in a very scorpio taurus way these are the sex signs of you know the signs of reproduction but also the signs of the enjoyment of sex so my advice on the full moon is enjoy yourselves Mm. In a creative way, yeah. In that, in that, uh, and if it's not actually going to bed with someone, it's going out into nature and enjoying the grass growing and the birds tweeting and all that. Yeah, and the you know the whole cycle of the blooming seasons as well. I think this for me just I really enjoyed seeing sunrises, sunsets, Mm -hmm. pictures of the moon, the stars. I mean, really you know, enjoy not just kind of nature and walking in the countryside, but, you know, nature, the universe, those the cycles, the constancy. I mean, for me, they've been such um, a reassurance in uncertain times. You know, the sun is going to rise, it's going to set, the cycle of the moon. I mean, all of that as well for me is part of this, this kind of fecundity and, and constancy. Um, of nature universe i mean enjoy all of that celebrate celebrate the things that that are there that keep us grounded yeah there will be a full moon <laughs> yes well we can guarantee that there will be a full moon 7th of may eleven forty-five gmd um yes okay and let's um, talk about these retrogrades though like i think because we've been I don't know how long we've been going. I haven't got a clock we, on. We've been going for 40 minutes, Christina. So. Okay. so we have to talk a little bit more quick. I want to just talk. I really want to mention two things that mm. we have to get in. One is that Pluto goes retrograde during this period, the next, the coming month, four weeks. Pluto goes retrograde. Saturn goes retrograde. Venus goes retrograde. Jupiter goes retrograde. And Pallas Athena also goes retrograde. So, there's a big retrograde movement. Yeah. A big swing around. So they've all been, most planets have been direct mm. um, and suddenly they're all turning. Yeah. Know. And this, this is common, isn't it? For the slow moving planets very yeah. often around this time of year. 
they yeah. they start to to change direction and that they will be retrograde for a few months um but yeah there's a real sense of a shift isn't there and so there's that and then the venus retrograde is really really important which is so important and that takes place on may the 13th when actually jupiter and saturn also turn retrograde this week around may the 13th but the venus one yeah venus moved into gemini beginning of april she's there till august the 7th and is retrograde from may 13th to june 25th so you know traditionally venus is about love and money i mean for relationships it could be a tricky time for some Mm. um and you know particularly for I mean, with this whole lockdown situation, I think one of the areas that really is under the sort of spotlight is relationships. You know, people are together a lot more than usual, or they're not together at all. It's kind of, you know, you're either in or you're out. There's this real sense of extreme situation around relationships. And I think Venus turning retrograde is going to kind of intensify relationship issues. I mean, traditionally, you don't get married when Venus is retrograde. I don't think it's going to be a lot of people doing the big celebration during this one, actually. Do not get married during Venus retrograde. It's really simple. Mm. Um, But, I mean, I think that there's also something that happens with the Venus retrograde, which is, this is, uh, you know, Venus retrograde happens every, whatever, 18 months, right? So it's not hugely, hugely unusual. Mm. But it's in a different sign, you know? Uh, in different signs when it does that uh, and this time it's in Gemini the sign of the twins yeah sign of siblings uh, so you know I think it's important for Aries in terms of your relationships with your siblings probably yeah. or your, may possibly your neighbors but brothers and sisters I would think yeah. that might really come up for people yeah um, and I think it can be a deepening of relationships actually or a refine re igniting of relationships mm-hmm. i kind of like the venus retrograde because it's a chance to pick up stuff that hasn't you know that it's a chance to pick up a relationship that somehow didn't flourish it's like making a plant grow again you know i agree and but... I it's a lot of it's about friendship yes romance possibly for a lot of people I, I... Parents. yeah go on I agree, but there's for me, it's in Gemini, which is already the sign of the trickster. Yeah. Um, you know, and with Venus retrograde, not everything is as it seems. There's a theme of untruths for me around that. There's a theme of maybe lies around relationships. So, you know, you, I think you need to also, particularly, I'm thinking Gemini, Sagittarius, also maybe Aquarius. This, you know, this is, they're the signs that it is more about love and relationships. Just kind of, I would personally take things slowly until Venus turns direct, and then you might see the truth of the situation more. And if something starts in a Venus retrograde, you definitely want to wait yes. until it goes direct before yeah. being sure. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's not a good thing. No, I agree. I agree. Um, there can be, there's a hidden, yeah, I, I agree about the, the, problems with language you know Mm -hmm. that could literally be that you fall in love with someone who speaks a different language you know or that you're dealing with someone Mm. who speaks you know your social skills are taxed because you're having to communicate in a foreign tongue yeah foreigner um who would that be especially true that would be especially true for libra libra 
yeah, it would be nine pounds. No, I agree. Yes, I agree with that. And it is this. There's something. I mean, Gemini is the communication sign, isn't it? So maybe we are needing to learn to communicate differently during that Venus retrograde phase. Um, you know, for some people, some people, I think it will remain that you can't be together. So you are, you know, you can't be together. So you're having to find new ways to, to express yourself or to get heard as well. You're learning a new language or rediscovering an old language. Yeah. And also I think it's important with Venus because Venus rules money. It's one of the, the signs that's to do with money. So I think also for Taurus and Scorpio, this is your money sector. So for those two signs in particular, be a bit wary about money matters, middle of May to June 25th. Don't believe everything you hear. Keep your money safe. Um, not a good in time, a, a good time for investments. Well, well that's true for everyone. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. A Venus retrograde, don't buy stuff. Yeah. Unless you're buying something that maybe is old or secondhand or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but don't go buying the flash new Porsche uh, or whatever it is. Not, don't do that. I agree. And also, I think expect delays around money. Yeah. Now, I'm thinking as well, because June is the month when in the UK, all, you know, the self-employed, the furloughing, they're talking about June being the month when money comes through. I think with Venus retrograde, you're going to need to be a bit patient. Um, well, I'll wait until the 21st. And also, this is an important point that this all, this is why astrology is useful. The information around the money that's supposed to come through has not been correct. Yes. Okay. So you're going to find out during the Venus retrograde that you might have been misled. Okay. Maybe you're going to get more, maybe you're going to get less. Yeah. But don't, don't rely on that money being what it, exactly what it seems. And keep tabs on it. Keep tabs on it. I always think with when, when either Mercury or Venus are retrograde, just chase things up. Don't assume that everything's happening. Yes. It's not Make sure your form's gone in. Make sure they've received it. You know, this again, we're talking about Gemini, which is the communication realm. So keep tabs on things. Keep kind of just chasing things up as well. I think that's, that's really important for everyone. Well, the self-employed thing already, I noticed that it seems to be on your profit. Um, so many self-employed people don't make a profit. They break even, mm. don't they? Yeah. They're not profitable in terms of like huge amount so that's no money at all if you know so you need to check up on that for example that's just an example um but the the untruths that also have been uh that are being told now you know as venus goes into gemini venus is in gemini now actually as we're speaking mm. Uh, the the stories that are being told, the beautiful stories, the beautiful Venus and Gemini uh, stories are going to be unraveled during the Venus retrograde. Mm. I'm, I'm a, you know, just kind of I'm aware of time also, but um, around that whole period, Mercury moves into Gemini on May the 11th, Mars moves into Pisces on May the 13th. So there's this real theme of needing to be adaptable, needing to be flexible. I mean, we're suddenly moving into all these mutable signs. Um, 
So just bear that in mind as well during this period. Kind of, you need to kind of juggle the balls, keep things, keep things, keep things open, keep the lines of communication open as well. You need to keep fluid, and you have to understand that that other people are doing that too. Yeah. yeah. So the. Um, so again, this is like promises that have been made mm. that may not be honored. Uh. I think, you know, uh. so that's, oh, that's a cheerful note. Let's, let's think of something more cheerful to say. Oh. <laughs> we have sunshine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's all, it's all interesting. The, I think that the retrogrades may be quite helpful because they're going to give us all time to regroup because yeah. frankly, the, yeah, they, the people are, are actually still in shock somewhat at yeah. what's happening. We, people haven't really had a chance to understand, you know, where we are. We keep on being told that we should be learning Swahili as we sit in our houses or whatever, you know, that uh-huh. there's all this advice being given uh, with all kinds of assumptions being made about whether people are busy or not busy or whatever, or whether people are suffering or not suffering. And I don't think that we've really had a time to kind of bed down a little bit into this new situation. I think the retrogrades give us a chance to do that, the slowing down. I agree. And they turn, you know, retrograde phases for me, they're not about being out in the world. They're about being inner. So it is this, you know, I think there may be more of kind of um, a reassurance or an acceptance, um, you know, actually slowing down, actually feeling more grounded hopefully for for people with this this new phase coming in but it's a busy month coming up isn't it it's lively there's a lot going on and and we just know that kind of with what's out in the world so um so hopefully that's helped everybody (laughs) (laughs) hopefully that's given you some highs and lows which that's my life is at the moment highs and then lows and well well, i hope everybody is having as beautiful a um spring or on the other side of the planet, autumn, awesome. as we are, because yeah. the weather and the skies and the air are incredibly, they're like, I want to say, they're like champagne, they're effervescent, you know, they're yeah. beautiful. I, I, I love the clear skies. Yeah. And on that note, let's send people away and we'll be back next month and just take care of yourself. Um, yeah. And we'll speak again with you soon. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye.